Drifters, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to this, it doesn't really matter. Just me for this uh, pre-podcast, I guess, read for you because my good mate Declan, as you'll soon hear, he's over in Japan just gallivanting around, living his best right life, not really seeing it too many Japanese ponies, which is a shame, but you know, you get that on the big jobs. Now, I come here to talk to you prior to this award-winning podcast to say, if you happen to bet this weekend, do it with the good people at Ned's. What are you doing? Come on, Team Orange all the way, baby. And the Brisbane Winter Carnival is just kicking off. So you get to do all that good, weird, and frankly, sensational weird stuff that you like to with the good people at Ned's. You can have the same race multis. You can get weird and exotic with every sort of exotic play that you like. On the nose, each way, Quinellas, trifectas, first four, whatever you hope to do. And of course, they... You, you can follow each other in on the Ned's profiles as well. It's really sensational stuff. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We good, yeah? We good. Mm. It's cracking, bruh. Mate, column A, column B. Bit of this, bit of that. Working hard or hardly working, am I right? Mate, you were saying busy week, mate. Busy week. Mate, it's been a busy week. Um, an eventful start to the week, can I say, on Monday. <laughs> uh, you know, things have sort of just catapulted from there. Uh, it was my brother's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Jacob. Um, the wrong side of 30, might I add. Oh, dear. Getting on, getting on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a busy week. Um, how about yours, mate? How have you been? Busy? Um, uh, yeah, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Nothing really to report. I just, I, what I actually want to talk about is your fill up on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I struck a, a serious blow against the bookies <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> I got one back for all of us. Um, so were you Mel Gibson in Braveheart this time? I was. Uh, they definitely can't take my freedom. I, I had an absolute fill up, mate. It was everything I was touching was turning to gold. Um, so yeah, looking forward to what's going to be a terrible spring <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way you can keep that heater going forever. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those days, but it was it was a day where a lot of like your two to five dollar shots got up. So I'm sure that there was a lot of punters mm. who had a pretty good day. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those things when you when you nag, nag, jag, <laughs> nag, nags to riches. Sure. Um, when you jag a couple of early winners, you're like, all right, maybe today's my day and, and you start getting a couple more. What I was happiest about really mm. was four moves ahead winning because I'm still not in the black with her, <laughs> but <laughs> – but she made back some, some money for me. So, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Gil. Great yeah. silks. Yeah. Um, did you see the mistake that the bookies made in the Greyhounds on Monday? I did. Uh, something opened at hundreds and jumped at like a dollar seventy. Yeah. One by nine lengths. Wow. Nine, nine of them. You wouldn't see an easier watch. Man, they're lucky that it was the dish lickers on a, on a weekday. Imagine if Zaki opened at a hundred. Mm. Well, yeah, fuck. Because <laughs> I usually do the f- – I start doing the form Wednesday on my lunch break 
Yeah. Um, but I always do the form without the odds on. So I can't really see. I, I just use my judgment and I'm like, I kind of like form the odds in my head when yeah. I'm doing the form. I'm like, okay, this thing's going to run favorite. I reckon this thing will be an each way price. And sometimes I'm <laughs> pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I have a look Wednesday around lunchtime, uh, but I wouldn't say I give it a proper whack until Wednesday night. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking, you know, Zaki, for example, I was like, if we get more than $1.50, the bookies are kidding themselves. Maybe they're suffering from a concussion from <laughs> after the body big, blow. Yeah, big whack I gave them, <laughs> a kidney punch on Saturday, mm. single-handedly. Single-handedly, guys, I'm leading the charge. Just waiting for the rest of the army to come back me up because I'm not going to last long. No, your fighting prowess is much to be desired. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fighter. Look at me. <laughs> I've never been in a fight in my life. Yeah, what a smiley guy. Oh, mate. Yeah, exactly. Just a smiley guy. Um, you know, if anyone's aggressive towards me, I'm just like, what? <laughs> really? Well, I can't say actually anyone's ever aggressive towards me, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, what I found interesting about that mistake. Uh, on the hundred to one put up, is that one bookie put it up and then the rest followed. So basically, the tab make the markets and then the rest of the bookies follow suit. Yeah, so they they didn't see that and were like, hmm. yeah, interesting. interesting. Imagine if you were the guy. I don't know if there's futures betting in greyhound racing, but you were the guy who puts like a futures bet on that thing at like two dollars. You know, I'm just gonna like that. <laughs> You see it open at a hundred. God damn it, Leroy! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the bookies are frazzled at the moment. Yeah, but I think this weekend it could be, it could be last weekend like you having a fill up, or it could be the absolute bloodbath that we experienced at Noosa. Lots of two dollar pops running around the country, mate. What was my quote to you when we were standing outside the Noosa Surf Club? What were my exact words? I can't remember. Before the day even started. Today's either going to be <laughs> a cracking day for the punters or the bookies are going to be shouting us all drinks at the end of the night. No in between. Well, and unfortunately, it didn't go our way. Well, the good thing is, it's like when a lot of favorites, favorites get rolled, I feel like the bookies are, they incentivize punters to bet because then they push out horses like incentivize because he what did he start four bucks something like that yeah and he opened about threes or sevens i don't know now when the markets opened he was about seven bucks okay yeah i think he got down to as low as like 350 or he so did yeah yeah right there was a lot of unknowns there with incentivize mm. uh, so i can understand the opening price but the punters were keen they were they knew anyway mate let's get on to our special interest segment with the good people of labrokes Bang. What are we talking about? So watching the Brownlow the other night, Ollie Wines had a great speech. Well done to him. Um, Didn't see a minute of it. Yeah. I only watched like the last back end of it, to be honest. But uh, And part of his speech, he had a little bit of a dig at uh, the teams who didn't draft him. So he went seventh overall um, in the 2012 draft. It wasn't a dig. It was just like a – you know, glad Port Adelaide took me, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think maybe GWS and maybe the Western Bulldogs had picks ahead of him. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, well, when when has there been times where players have been maybe unwanted, uh, they've gone missing, they haven't been drafted or they've been drafted really late? 
maybe they had a tough time even breaking into the top grade of, of their sport, the elite level. You know what I mean? And there's actually been not that many because there's so many like junior pathways nowadays that talent gets recognized pretty early on. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure the Broncos have an under sixes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there- <laughs> Actually, um, don't know. Maybe. <laughs> isn't there under 20s called the Clydesdales? Oh, I'm not sure. There's the Toowoomba Clydesdales. Oh. Like they're an actual club that's been around right. for a long time. Like they've, yeah, they're, it's like they're 21s or something. It's called the Clydesdales. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're a feeder. Oh, couldn't tell you. I don't mind that. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I. that's what we're talking about for Ladbrokes this week is, is players who've, you know, gone against the grain, haven't necessarily been noticed, had a tough time breaking in, but then have gone on to do absolutely astounding things. Mate, do you want to start us off? Or do you want me to kick us off? No, I definitely can. I was just trying to find because I was interested. That's why I was tapping away on my laptop. Um, Ollie Wines' draft year. 2012. Who, yeah, who actually went ahead of him? Because I want to see what he, who, who he thinks is better than him. Da, 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 da. Okay. There he is. Ollie Wines, number seven. Okay. Lockie Whitfield. One of the best halfbacks in the game, so I think GWS probably happy with his um, mm. their their pick there. Jonathan O'Rourke, uh, not as familiar with him, not across my Greater Western Sydney players. If indeed he's still there, Rorky, you know, Lucky Plowman. I feel I feel like he's been around the traps. Should have done a lot more research on this. G'day Drifters, Hutch here, just jumping on uh, during this segment of the podcast, just letting you know that I'm about to spill the biggest amount of dribble across your earlobes because what I'm about to say about Jimmy Tompas is so wrong. Apologies for that. Just had a crack on my gut and my gut was horrifically, horrifically wrong. Okay, thanks for listening. (laughs) Jimmy Tompas, he's been better for Melbourne this year. Um... My brother-in-law is a Mad D supporter, so and my manager at work, Jake Stringer. Definition of hot and cold, <laughs> but you know he was all Australian this year for the Bombers, and Jack McRae. I feel like I think he broke the all-time Most record disposals. for disposals in a year, and then you have Ollie Wines. So yeah, he could have gone a bit higher, but yeah, well you have to listen to the speech. Like he didn't. To be honest, he didn't have a pot. It was just like, you know, thanks to thanks to Port for picking me up at number seven, you know what I mean? And if you're the seventh pick, that's pretty good going. Yeah, lucky number seven. Accountability. There you go. Uh, okay, I'll kick us off here because we don't want this to go for, for too long. But my boy, mate, it's 20 years to basically to the year. It is 20 years to the year. <laughs> That Brisbane started their dynasty, mm. the Brisbane Lions. And who might have been a part of that premiership but the great Martin Pike? Mm. Pikey. So he played for four teams in his first seven years of his AFL journey. Yeah, right. I think he started Fitzroy and then Fitzroy ceased to be a club. Uh, ooh, no, three teams, sorry. Fitzroy, then he went to Melbourne and then he played two years at North Melbourne, won a flag there. But he had a bit of off-field, off-field issues. He was a naughty oh, boy. Yeah, oh, no. But uh, Martin Pike, one of the great footballers that Brisbane 
picked up because I think they got five years out of him and he played in four grand finals, won three flags. Thanks for that. And the good thing was is that no one else wanted him because I think he basically whenever he got on the piss, allegedly, he was a bit of a, yeah, bit of a bit of work apparently. But what he did, what Brisbane were able to do was get him on basically minimum wage and basically the only way he'd earn decent coin is if he got paid match payments as well. So he basically played every single game every year he played and they got great footy out of him as well. He uh, he was basically that utility player mm. so that he could fit anywhere, um, but he was probably best just like picking up picking up the loose ball off the wing and then just strolling in for goal, left or right. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Easy for some. You know who he looks like? Your old man. Does he? Yeah. Martin Pike, he – ball guy. You would have seen it uh, on our stories this week, Drifters, because Mick Jones – Micking him. You know what we should call the tipping column, and this is Prue coming up with this, keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> because Kath Jones had, went on a tear to come third the first week, and then it was Mackenzie and Mick who came mm. in the top three this week. Uh, but, yeah, Martin Pike – I'll show you here. Does he <laughs> – does that look like Mick Jones? Oh, gee whiz. 100%. That's the um, that's the podcast cover this week. Yeah. Has to. 100%. Has to. So, yeah, Martin Pike, one of the forgotten heroes of the Lions dynasty. Oh, who could forget him? Did you know who he was, Brian? No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off with some rugby league royalty. Jonathan Thurston, my guy. JT. Mate, no club wanted him. He was good at schoolboy level. The only club that showed some interest, get this, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Oh, I believe I know someone who goes for them. Yeah. This guy... <laughs> Greatest halfback of the last Probably the last 20 years to be honest Because jo- uh, Joey sort of Oh the last 10 15, 15. Yeah Yeah <sighs> But anyway No club wanted him The dogs ended up signing him For free He played for match payments They actually could only limit him To seven games in his first year Because if he played any more They would have been over the salary cap What was he <sighs> I heard this the other day, what he was doing as a job when he was at the Dogs in his first year. Not sure. Might have been painting stuff or maybe it was – yeah, I can't remember. Labourer or something. Yeah. Not sure. He had yeah. to do something because he was literally getting paid nothing. Mate, he was getting paid nothing. He was getting paid in merch. Guess who he was behind. Get get what <laughs> in merch, in training gear. Guess what Harles pairing he was stuck behind. Uh, uh, Sherwin. Brett Sherwin. And uh, the six – no, I can't remember. Your guy, Brayton Astor. Oh, no. <laughs> they were ahead of him. He couldn't crack into the first grade team. Poor JT. To be fair, Sherwin was shit hot at the time. He was good, man. Elite kicking game. Yeah. Great grubbers. Don't know what happened to him. Yeah, he went over to the UK. Oh, yeah. Bit of pudge. Too many Yorkshires. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously the rest is history. He played for the Dogs for a few years. Came off the bench in the 04 grand final. Signed with the Cowboys the next year. 
made the 2005 grand final as a young man, lost that unfortunately, went on to be one of the all-time great Queensland and Australian halfbacks, uh, won a premiership with his beloved North Queensland Cowboys in 2015. Got him a new stadium. Yep. Four-time Dally M winner. Golden boot winner. Three-time golden boot winner. Three-time golden boot winner. <laughs> JT. <laughs> Future immortal. But unwanted. Too small, I reckon. Imagine if that was the case with Sam Walker. Hmm. Can I wonder, can these judges see the size of their ticker? Yeah. <laughs> can you somehow measure ticker? No, they Is can't. It? Yeah. Idiots. Well, that's what we should introduce, the ticker meter. Yeah. Because it, it's irrelevant in horses as well. There's some horses with big tickers, very elegant on the weekend. B-E? Hugest ticker. Big ticker. You know whose you know who's ticker who has grown in the off-season? Riadini. Riadini, enormous ticker. But not as much ticker. Not as much, no. Not not a nine-time group one winner. Ticker. And a Visto show ticker for the first time in a while. Oh, I was a happy boy. <laughs> <laughs> for the, Obviously for the podcast. Well, it was actually a milestone moment. So it really was. We don't really touch on this anymore, but we actually do do a charity bet, mostly because we forget to say it. Yeah. But we do a charity bet each week. My best bet, your best bet, go into an all-up. Last week it was our 49th episode, i.e. the 49th time we've done it, there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time it ever got up. <laughs> so it took very elegant to run an extreme, extraordinary mile race and then out of Vista to be super tough, both around the sort of 2 two twenty mark. Yeah. Um, just amazing that we, we get one out of two pretty much every time. Oh, there's definitely been times when we've been nowhere near it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, yes. My next one. The team that I obviously loved the um, early 2000s, the Lions, but I was a young boy. Mm. One of the teams that I really grew into was the West Coast Eagles. Mm. Oh, I love that side. Mm. Ben Cousins doing his best work on the field. Juddy. Juddy, Dean Cox, Adam Hunter. Oh, loads of threats. So many threats just across the field. Daniel Chick. He, How good are they? He um, <laughs> he uh, he did the um, Angus Crichton. Chopped, what long hair? No. <laughs> oh, chopped his finger. Chopped his finger off because it was just cooked. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, strange. Automatic cooter though. Cheerho, <laughs> 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 baby. Uh, um, but yeah, Dean Cox. So. What I've said here is from rookie list to all-time legend because mm. he actually I, – I believe he changed how Ruckman played because Ruckman, early 2000s, they were very much – except for Clark Keating who was, again, an elite Ruckman for Brisbane during that time because he just punched the ball forward every single time. That's all you want. Predictable. That's all you want. Meet his game. Yep. And he, if he marked it from 60 out, he was having a shot. <laughs> you love to see it. Yeah. And, you know, he'd kick it one out of four. 25%. Yeah. But um, but Dean Cox, he was labelled – he went as the 28th pick in the rookie draft. Wow. So not even the actual draft. No. So uh, in the year 2000, he was considered uncoordinated and really raw in his draft year. And he was the fifth ruckman in his waffle side. 
At the, the fifth string. At the start of the year, then he worked his way into the side, was the first pick Ruckman into their grand final, and then he won best on ground. Wow. Yeah. So any he, he, uh, he might talk about ticker. Cox big coxy. <laughs> big Cox. He's got he's got tons of it. Um but yeah, he landed he he retired in twenty fourteen, retired a premiership player, six time all Australian. Um yeah, and I believe he changed the way that Ruckman play. What a guy. Unreal. That is big ticker. Big Coxie. That's what the boys call him. Um, actually, a few of the boys refer to him as Bruce. Sorry, <laughs> 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 dude. Um, have you heard of the name Ben Wallace? I haven't. NBA player. Just became a Hall of Famer. Interesting. Went undrafted. Crikey. Ended up winning a championship with Detroit, 2004. Yeah. Four-time Defensive Player of the Year. Wow. Yep. You know who this is reminding me of in great great comparison? Mm. Zesty Lemons of NBA 2K fame. <laughs> my my uh, player alias. Yeah. Who, yeah, Zesty, whenever he – plays his best basketball on the PlayStation 4. He he drops 70 each game and he def- he gets like 12 rebounds and was he undrafted though? 10 steals. Sometimes he was. It depends on the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does depend on the storyline. Depends what 2K's got in store for Paul Zesty. Exactly. One year he definitely was undrafted and then he had to grind in the G League and then he got through. Yeah, well, similar, similar story for Benny Wallace. Mate, Four-time depoy. Wow. 2004 NBA champion, went undrafted. Unbelievable. Hall of Famer. There you go. Big boy too. Never heard of him. Big seed on him? Yeah, loads of power. Yeah. Yeah. Big reach. Um, mm. Wingspan. Yeah. Yep. Benny Wallace. Love to see it. All right. I feel like that's enough dribble. Um, <laughs> Got to finish it with Tom Brady. Oh. Well, why did I start then? I thought we were done. <laughs> of course, Tom Brady, 199th pick. 199th pick. And so, yeah, 198 other blokes went in front of him. And, and he's the GOAT. And Yeah, he's literally – he's, he's literally the GOAT. Of all sports? Oh, no, nah, not of all sports. I know. Who is the GOAT of all sports? Don Brabin. You reckon? Just so much statistically better than everyone else. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I've heard Hello Sport love the Don, right? Mm-hmm. But they were saying that they had they had like this section where people would call up to their show and stuff. And one of the one of the people who were calling up is like this stats guy. Yeah. And the Dom was like statistically twenty to thirty percent better than any cricketer that's ever lived. Yeah, which is a, a bigger margin than what you can compare like Michael Jordan to or Babe Ruth. Or yes. Something like that. Yeah. And I feel like everyone's equal in each era of cricket, if that makes sense. Yeah, because the competition's bowl, the same. Yeah, the competition's the same, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's you, yeah. kind of like for like. So the Dom was just so much better. Yeah. 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 Um, but personally, of the greatest people that I've seen play of any sport, cricket, punter. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Shane. <laughs> Shane was pretty good. Could turn a leather ball. Yeah. Could make it, could make it do things in the air yeah. too. Uh, AFL probably Chris Judd, I'd say. 
He's probably the best I've seen. And then rugby league, going to go out on a limb here. Jason Talmalolo. He's one of the best I've seen. Big seed on Jason. Not as explosive this year, been a bit injured, but go back to that 2015 year, unstoppable. He really was. I think the GOAT for me in rugby league is Joey Johns. Mm. JT close second just because I love him so much. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, Tom Brady, well done. Uh, thanks to Labrokes for that sex. Uh, Labrokes for that sponsored segment. Special interest. Thank you uh, very much. But plenty of group one racing on. A stack, some would say. Starts on Friday night, the Moyer Stakes. How's meters? It is. Just a kilometre. I reckon I could beat some of these over a kilometre. I... <laughs> Where are you starting from? Oh, mate, I actually wonder if, if they could run me down. So they run it in about, all right, I'll look at last race, right? So looking at the Inferno here, he ran over 1,000. He ran it in, do, 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 do. well, he ran the last, where is it? It's usually here. Um, he ran the last 635. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I could start. I could. I could start at the six hundred then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe two hundred meters. No, they'd run me down over two hundred meters. If I started at the two hundred and they had to go a kilometer, would they beat me? Mm, a minute to run two hundred. Oh, actually, yeah, fifty seconds probably. Yeah, well, one hundred fifty is between fifty and a hundred. Well, let's compare me to Usain Bolt for a second. <laughs> He could run the 200 metres, what, in like 20 seconds? Let's call it. Let's be honest, mate. This is a <laughs> void. This debate's void because your hamstrings yeah. would just fall off your body. I'd, someone in the crowd would have a sniper regardless. <laughs> Let's go down in a heap. <laughs> anyway. Uh, plenty of speed in this race. So, so much. Yeah, Wild Ruler kicking up. Portland Sky can sit on pace. What's that goes forward. Miss Albania. And, of course, the speedy horse, the naughty boy, who was favourite for... The Golden Slipper. I forget that he was favourite for that. Yeah. Not one of mine. Profiteer. Mm. And uh, he has 52 kegs on the back here because it is a handicap and he's drawn pretty well in barrier seven, but he has got speed drawn up inside him. Apparently, he's come back a much better horse, much more relaxed. He used to chew his head off. Yeah, sweats up big time when he sees other horses in the mounting yard. So I think that ends basically whenever he got into a race with a bit of pressure, he crumbled, went, in, went insane. Mm. There's tons of pressure in this race. Loads. What price is he? He's what, 380 last time I saw. Way too short. I'm happy to risk him. Yeah. Where are you playing? Man, I'm playing um, with a horse that uh, just lost to the – Highest rated sprint in the world. Nature Strip. Wild Ruler. Yeah. Launches from Barrier 4. Will be up on pe- up on the pace. They want to get him into an Everest. The Snowden said he'll be way better for that run. Just park up. What? Bit of cover. Mm. Second pair. Yeah. 58 kilos is a lot. 58 kegs is a lot, but I think he's a good horse, Wild Ruler. 1,000 metres is the limit. I don't know, handicaps over a thousand meters. I'm not really paying too much attention to the weights, TBH, unless I've got something that is 
super lightly weighted and there's not as much pressure and it's and it goes forward. So say for example, if Profiteer had no other horses that like to go forward or weren't going to take the lead, I'd be more keen on Profiteer. But I really like Wild Ruler here. Um, I think yes, yeah, sits up on pace. Uh, look, his first run was a pass mark for me. I think you'll take some improvement out of that. I just think with the barrier, uh, with the rails out four metres, you want to be up on pace and see if you can sustain it. And I think he'll get the perfect seat. Um, but it is it is a tough race. Like, mm. I think $7.50 for him is about right. Uh, if he was sub five bucks, I wouldn't be a happy chappy right now. Um, what do you reckon, mate? There's a couple of horses here that you like. No one in particular you really like. I do. She's in my numbers, but she's not my on toppy, Brooklyn mm. Hustle. I really wanted to. Man, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised as well. I think that's a good punt. I think she yeah, I think she if you like her at all, I think she's a fantastic saver in the race. Mm. I think she is a red hot go to run top three and you're still getting around that ten dollar mark. Yeah, thirteen bucks with Labrox. Crikey. She's on the drift. <laughs> uh but uh, mate, the horse I'm all over in this race. Nearly made him my best of the weekend. It's number three, the Inferno. Inferno. Didn't he look good beating Portland Sky? My goodness. Forget his first up run. Mm. Big, as, big as a house, they say. He was. He went three weeks. Is that week. what they say? Mate, <laughs> he was on the Jenny Craig diet for three weeks. Tightened up a bit. Yeah, he looked He looked unreal. He did. Uh, he's a very close second for me, the Inferno. Might even change to the Inferno before the race, but That's typical of you, it. actually. What? <laughs> Changing. You had, you had your best each way bet last week, and then I was like, nonconformist. What are your thoughts on him? He's like, I do like him. <laughs> yeah, so what happened last week, Thomas? <laughs> look, nonconformists end up winning, so really. Um, and look, Charlie Rose ran third, so I had the race pretty right, let's be honest. <laughs> so what happened was, in my notes, I had Charlie Rose, but I remember looking at the race and being like, nah, nonconformist will win this. Charlie Rose has got bigger fish to fry. And when I looked at my notes, I was like, Charlie Rose is a good bet. And then as soon as you said non-conformist, I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, I, it's a tough race. I, I think Wild Ruler runs really well. I watched the Inferno again beat Portland Sky home. I'm like, mm, I'm keen on that horse too. But I think the Sydney form, Wild Ruler, should take some improvement. Guess who's in form? Please. His jock. Just one on Sierra Sue. Bang. First group one. Yeah. Two in- Two in two weeks. Why not? Maury. Stranger things have happened. But I, I will admit that um, there, there's, yeah, it's, it's a tough race. Yeah. The Inferno, yeah. I think the amount of speed in this race, you can actually see horses that, you know, are second or third pair back. There is the last 200. It can actually, there's a bit of lactic acid in the, in the legs of the mm. leaders. And the ones that sit off them can really run them down. Loving Gabby becomes to mind. Yeah. Uh, who won this last year? Pippi. She was pretty strong. Uh, but, yeah, that 1,000-meter shoot in the at the Valley. The Inferno, I think, if the, it is a good track, that suits him even better. I'm all over him. Damien Lane on board. He sticks. This will be Lane's third run on him as well. So I think he will really figure this horse out. I reckon they are definitely looking for this horse for an every spot as well. I reckon so too. So I've got the Inferno on top. I've my girl, Brooklyn Hustle, running second. And who do I have running third? I think I have Portland Sky. 
Yeah, uh, I've got Wild Ruler, Inferno, then Portland Sky. Uh, like Portland, um, I just think he'll have to do a bit of work from Barrier Eight. I'm not sure where he's going to sit. So, uh, but yeah, look, he, he could he could run super, but. Yeah, there's a load of other chances in the race, but let's leave it at that. Easy. Well, let's go to the Underwood. So, 1,800 metres, Group 1, wait for age. I have Zaki on top. Who do you have on top? <laughs> yeah, I reckon Zaki wins. It's just a matter of by how many lengths. <laughs> yeah, I've got Zaki on top, mate. I've Yeah, I, I think he could put, put these away by four lengths without even being whipped. Yeah. Uh, probably 1,800 metres is interesting. Uh, apparently, Coxplate is still the plan. Okay. Uh, but... If she runs poorly here, Empire Rose is the plan, uh, which is terrible for my nudge futures bet. Um, <laughs> but Zaki, apparently Annabelle Nishim reckons that his form is better than Melbourne leg of going over in Europe. <laughs> so this could be anything. Uh, five horse field, bit disappointing. Winks-like. Not saying he's winks, but very winks-like. She scared a lot away. So, yeah, both on Zaki. Not even going to pick a trifecta here. No, no. Golden Rose is a bit more interesting. You do have a shorty at the top. Animo, deserved favourite. Oh, God, yeah. You backing him? Yeah, he's one of mine. <laughs> he's definitely one of mine, Animo. Yeah, I think I think he wins. I think he takes improvement out of that last race. Apparently, he wasn't 100% right, according to James Cummings. Um, meets some of his rivals. Better at the weights here. Um, I think he gets two and a half kegs off Remark. Yeah, mate. He stalks him and he just kicks home. I'm that confident. He, James Cummings said he's a better horse than Bivouac. Yes. During the week. Yeah, better better horse than Bivouac at this current point in his career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biv was a good horse. He was. He was fast sometimes. Not all times. Not all times though. No, nah, yeah. Had a bit of a think about it. He did. You know, he got he got to an age where he's like, you know, I'd rather be doing. <laughs> Want to be in the sheets? Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. I can't blame him. No, he is a young man. After he, is, all. he is a very young boy. Yeah. Um. All right. The chances in this race for mine are obviously Animo, Artorius. I'm putting a line through in the Congo. I think 1400 meters is a bit a bit too far for him. Yep. I have Remark, Giannis, and as an absolute. Not a, I have the two fillies in the race as chances as well. Jamea and Startanes. <laughs> That's not right. Startantes, yeah. Startantes. Queensland horse. Got to respect that. Yeah. You know, she's doing her best against whoever she's racing, but she's putting fields away. I'm leaning towards Animo. I don't think this is as clear cut as you think it is. Oh, yeah. It's clear cut. Just like just straight through with a knife. Bang. I have Animo and Artorius at the top. I think those two are going to have a ding-dong battle down the straight. Like a, a day VE-type operation. Yes. And what I might actually do before I might – if I had a big set of nuts on me. Like a, like a Bradley Weston type. I would tip the booze bus Artorius on top here. But why aren't you? Because he is a booze bus, the Sydney way of going. <laughs> Loves beers down in Sydney. Can't keep himself away from the hot spots down no, there. No. You know, everyone's they're, – they're sober when they're driving. This fella 
He's well over 0.05. Yeah. Look, he, he should be a bit more mature, you'd think, than his last race down in Sydney. I know he, I know he got beaten as a sub-$2 favourite last start, but he still ran awesomely. Maybe if he's up closer on pace, a bit of work to do from that barrier. Won't happen. Won't yes. happen. He won't be close to the, pace, to the pace, but I don't think Animo will be either. I think Animo can be up on pace. I think he's that dynamic. His turn of foot is elite. I don't know. Have we seen it? Has he sat on pace? I feel like every time he runs, he's a backmarker. I'm looking through this. No, in, in the size, he was midfield. Like he, midfield, he's not going to sit up on pace. He's going to. He can be. He's going to be midfield. Yeah. No. I guess you're right. Um, in the, yeah, in the size of 14, it's bang. in smaller fields though. I feel like smaller fields, midfield is kind of like. Yeah, I don't really look at speed maps that much in smaller fields. Big map, bigger maps. I think it's crucial. Artorius, not that. I'm not that phased by the wide barrier, and he won the Blue Diamond third up. He did. And that was that was probably the best two-year-old win I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, that was an insane turn of foot. So if he shows anything like that here, I think he just wins because I feel like that was a more impressive turn of foot than what Animo's shown. And if Animo's being, you know, ultimately targeted towards the Cox Plate, you know... Is he going to be as brilliant here? But I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I yeah, I'm all over him like a rash. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going Artorias on top. Mate, you will have the biggest set of nuts in Australia if he wins, so why not? I'm going Artorias on top. I've got Animo for second. And I'm putting in, I reckon Giannis might be my guinea's horse if he runs good here. But I'm going to put in Jamea. She might. Yeah, fair. I think I, I really like the Phillies in this race too, but um, now I've got uh, an old cult trifecta. <laughs> so, yeah, Animo, I think Artorias will, will run really well. Um, but, no, Animo will beat uh, it home. Actually, no, I've got Remark running second ahead of Artorias. Yeah, Remark's a good shout too. Uh, all right, time to get our Drifter of the Week on. If he answers, I won't be happy with him if he doesn't. Hello, Mackenzie. It's your brother. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, good mate yourself. Yeah, good you. <laughs> yeah, uh, not bad. Obviously, got Hacho here as well. What's up, bra? Yep. Hey, Hacho. How are you? Good, bra. Good, good. Thanks for coming on the pod. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, big day of racing on the weekend. Um, oh, massive. So much. It even starts on Friday night. Uh, I hope Jonesy mm. gave you the brief. I did. Perfect. Yeah, he gave me a little brief. Perfect. So we're kicking off Friday night, bra. Who you got in the Moyer Stakes? Um, I have number two, Wild Ruler. Um, yeah, to win a group one, but I think this is probably his best chance yet. Um, obviously, he's taken a nature trip, which is fair enough. But um, <laughs> I think from Bar- fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But I think you ran pretty well and, you know, from Barrier 4, you think he'd sort of get into a nice little spot there. And, um, yeah, I think he's a good chance. I have a feeling you two might be in cahoots together. <laughs> We're not in cahoots. I don't think we discussed the race last night, did we, Mackenzie? No, nah, no cahoots. No cahoots. Not at all. <laughs> Just uh, great minds, I guess. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Underwood, mate. You got Zaki at the top, surely. Zaki, yeah. Best horse in Australia. So, yeah. <laughs> 
There you go. VE's absolute freak. VE just entered the chat, but anyway. Uh, and what <laughs> what about the Golden Rose, bro? Who you got? Um, hard to go past Animo. Um, you know, ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, fitter up in trip. So I think only bad luck beats him actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's fair enough, mate. He's, <laughs> he's a good horse. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm seeing, I'm smelling a cahoots session. There is here. there is no cahoots here at all. I obviously I. Well, Zach in Anima, that's surely everyone's. That's like the similar thing. It's like every punter in Australia is in cahoots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Matt, Matt, if those if those two go down, the fucking um, <laughs> bookies will be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> if those two go down, the bookies will be absolutely laughing. So. That is true. That is true. But um, all right. Uh, on to your better bets of the day here then, mate. So yep. who's your value player of the day? Your roughie. Um, actually, I've gone for Rosehill Race 6, number 6, Yonkers, which is oh. paying like 36 or something. Yeah, he's um, rough. <laughs> that's hey, a, that's a Leroy. Um, <laughs> he's done it again. He's it again. He's, he's like, Leroy! Yeah. Um, yeah, look, you wouldn't be putting more than $5 on him. Absolutely not. But, um... I think I think Wall is up to his tricks. I think um resuming in a group two. Resuming him in a group two. It's not really the toughest group to the ever see. Um he's ran well on the he's ran well fresh before, so look, I'll have a fiver on him. I'll be happy I'll be happy to spend five dollars on him. Mate <laughs> If you know And if he get, if he gets up I look like I if he gets up I look like a genius. Genius, <laughs> mate. Especially if you catch him. So we should win win. To win win. Yeah. If he comes dead last, no. If he comes dead last, no one's roasting about it. <laughs> I swear, every time I put my five dollars on that horse, it runs fifth every single time. Yeah, uh, nice little midfield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, bro. Who's your each way player of the day? Uh, I've got Ruby Tuesday and um in race three, Rose Hill. Um, last started, found the front and won pretty nicely under pressure, so that was a good win. I'm thinking if you can do that again, you know, like sit on speed and have a good crack and then good chance to win. Two ninety the place, so yeah, I think it's a good each way bet. Yeah, nice. I I couldn't work that race out, so at least Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, yeah. Rubik's Cube but, race. Yeah. Genuine that's, yeah. genuine head scratcher. But at least you found one. Uh all right, Mackenzie, who's your best of the day? Definitely will love this one. Uh Zuzarella. Chee-hoo, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah, what was it? Like 13s or 14s last start? And yeah, she was, she was a stupid uh, price last start. Let me tell yeah. you that for free. Um, looks like a classy animal and should be too good again. So that is that race in where are we? Race that's, four, number two, Zuzarella. That's race four, number two, Zuzarella. Beautiful. Well, look, mate, I, I'm interested to see our Yonkers. That's basically what I heard out of all that. I want to yeah. see, <laughs> see him that's, run. <laughs> yeah, I want to see him run too, but he might not see him finish either. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on, bruh. That's all right. Just the uh, cheers, boys. Keeping the keeping up appearances, the Joneses, aren't we? Winning tipping comps. Well, there's enough of it. Yeah, we're killing it, aren't we? Yeah, we could we could literally do the entire spring with just the family, probably. Yeah, I might. Maybe get- you know, I might become Rao behind the scenes, you yeah. know. Just doing yeah, pulling strings. Yeah. <laughs> pulling strings. 
she might she might get mama next to some um <laughs> well, some serious rough. She's she's tipped the winner in the first in Sydney every time we've done the tipping call. Well, mate, I think I think she's doing better than everyone else. So. Probably. Yeah. Alrighty. Can't be hard. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right, mate. We'll love you. Leave you. But thanks for coming on. Yeah. Alright. Cheers, boy. Cheers, Ken. See ya. So Leroy, Leroy. Mm, love Donkers. to see it. You do. So. Now, when you're having your Leroy bets, you have to do it responsibly. <laughs> yes. So, punters, you always have to remember to gamble responsibly. And if you are, if gambling is an issue for you, you can ring the gambling hotline at 1800 858 858. And you can also look at all their good stuff online if you need help. But who is your value player of the day? Is it a Leroy? Uh, it's not quite a Leroy, mate, but you'll still get a decent price for it. Uh, Sandown Hillside, race six, number eight, Zaydani. Uh, first up. <laughs> well, you got the same thing. No. <laughs> I went her a couple of weeks ago. I know. Ran 14th. <laughs> yeah. Saw enough, though. Saw enough. Oh, look, I, th- I think gets improvement out of that. Um from what I saw in the race, there's a lot of early pace. It'll get behind them, uh, hopefully coming home strong. Uh, look, to find out, you're going to be getting 14 bucks with Laddie. So, Zaydani, race six, number eight. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I'd very nearly put her as mine. but There you go. But you I, learnt your lesson. I put something else. Mm. I went to Rose Hill. No, I didn't. I went to Sandown. Race three, number nine, cooled. Cooled. So, many, 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 many Ute moons ago. I remember this horse. This horse ran favourite against uh, Lightsaber, Safe. That's um, right. Um, there's another one in here, Paul L as well. Mm. Started favourite. Wasn't it? Wasn't his day. Nah. Wasn't his day. Had bigger fish to fry. No. Put him into the paddock. He's come back, won a couple of trials on heavy ground, which I don't believe is his best going. And he's he's turned into a proper silver fox, this horse. Has he? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's grey boy. Yeah, he's out of frosted. So he's, oh, of a, course. he's a big, big grey boy. But, uh, yeah, going down to the big smoke of Melbourne. Bit of a city raid. From Gosford. Yep. So Sydney form is playing out. But started uh, at a dollar ninety last start, and he did get challenged in, right in the last stages. Has a bit of a high head carry, ve like, yeah, right. Really put it out there. I thought it was, I thought it was done, but he really went to the line hard. Got the JD. Fourteen hundred is a slight query for mine. I won't, I won't lie to you all. That's why you're getting a price, mate. But I don't, I don't think he has to lead here. And 55 kegs on the back, Jai McNeil in the saddle for Team Hawks. I think he's a great bet. And I think he is around the $13 on offer. So I think he's a nice play. Just go for it. Um, Each way for me. Uh, Staying in Melbourne, going to race nine, number 11. Flexible. Uh, Hold on a second. Getting $5 with Ladbrokes at the moment. Getting your cash back. Who runs a place? Ollie on board. Um, really liked flexible last start. Actually at Sandown, so you know I can get around the track. Uh, that was over a mile. Goes up two hundred meters here. 
yeah, I, I think it was, it's worth a play, uh, throw at the stumps. Barrier four should get a good sit. Ollie on board. Bang. Lovely. Uh, I couldn't believe the price of this horse. And I think it's because in Sydney, race five, uh, because Paul L is the favourite here and it's in quite good nick. But what sort of state done wrong? The I'm New not, Zealand Galloper. I'm not sure. What has it done wrong? Mate, this thing's been winning by like six lengths each time it goes out. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's one of the one of the favourites in the uh in the Coolmore. Yeah, and right. Yeah, this horse, I completely forgot about this horse. But I, I saw it, it as soon as I saw it, I'm like, this thing is well over the odds at double figures. I think he could start in single figures here. I'm happy to have him as my each way play. Um, for Jamie Richards, Kieran McAvoy on board, he does have to give weight to the rest of these, but he might just be too good. He's only really, if you're looking at it, uh, the two he's, that are close to him in weight are Paul L and Home Affairs. And Home Affairs, I think, will uh, run a cracking race first up. Uh, I think Paul L is a horse that uh, Godolphin's considering for the Everest. But, yeah, sort of state at that price, worth throw at the stumps. Yeah, and, you know, we always have this debate where is the New Zealand form any good? Well, probably – well, she kind of did all her main racing in Australia. But in Trivier, yeah, she's proven. Another potential Everest horse. You know, I feel like it's just like – I feel like sort of state can get the job done here. Winners win. Probably Silks. I like him. I like him a lot. Anyway. Who's your best? Animo. Okay. There's a lot of horses I like this weekend, though. Zuzarella, Cherry Tortoni, I think, will run, run really well. Mm. Um, I wanted to take on Cherry. Where is he? Oh, you taking on Elephant. Yeah. Okay. I think Cherry's going for a Golden Eagle. Interesting. I didn't mind Harbour Views in that race. Harbour Views done nothing wrong. No. You know, he's had one run in about a year, but he won that one run. Yeah, he did. Guess who was on him? Corbo. And Macca. <laughs> and Macca. Jeez. FFS. Yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, there's, there's actually a stack of horses I really like this week. Shalo is resuming about $3 as well. But um, I'm that confident Animo just blitzes them. Um, anything in the black, I think, is generous from the bookies. Wow. That is confidence. You heard it here first. Guaranteed you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I think I read that exact quote somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want you to go to Mooney Valley on the Valley. Friday night. You're going Friday night. Yeah, get it out of the way early. Yeah, love to see it. Glory or despair. Race six. So the JRA Cup. Oh, Al- yes. Al Galail won this last year, and trust me, my best bet is not him. <laughs> What's Holmesman done wrong? Mate, Holmesman's a good horse. He is. He's a good horse. He's better than these. Mate, residual fitness from the winter where he's run a couple of places in Eagle Farm. Mate, for Team Williams in those silks, disregard. Disregard that he's first up here, over 2,000. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I heard- uh, the we Fre- rock hard. Oh, yeah. I've heard the Freedmans about him today on RSN. He's like, oh, he's sprightly. He's- He's look, he looks a picture. And Mickey Blewett, so will he be ready to go first up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he will. I think Holmesman's a cracking bet here. Things you love to hear. That. Yes. I'm looking through the fields here, 
not much scares me. Oh, look, if I was to bet on another horse, uh, I'd probably be betting on Defibrillate. But, yeah, he sometimes doesn't like to turn up. Yeah, and he's the 390 favourite Defibrillate. And Holmesman, you can get 480 on the Australia Cup, I believe. Over the same distance, obviously not first up, but I believe they're trying to get this horse into the Cox Plate as well. Um, I believe he's a cracking bet at 480. Well, mate, we'll get our all up some value because Animo is short. <laughs> wow, wowie! Maybe I should maybe I should chuck in one of my other bets for a bit more juice for our all up. Let's not do that. <laughs> We only just won our first one. On Trevier as well as a great bet on the weekend, I think personally. No. I no. think she's a good bet, but let's not put log no, 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 no. We'll stick with Animo. All right, guys. No run. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love that you put Artorias on top because you're not succumbing to peer pressure. You're not succumbing to form pressure either. You, you, you trust in your gut, if which, he, is, which you didn't do enough last season. No, no. I had that many. I did it a few times with Lions Raw, and he ran a really nice second, but he was virtually a winning price at a place price. Yeah. Same with personal. Yep. Uh, that was a good weekend for me, actually. Uh, but, yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be just a bit of a – Just absolute heartbreak for all the punters. Yeah. And Artorius, mate, he was – what was he? A dollar eighty into a dollar sixty Last start. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Like, I feel like the starting price profile tells a lot. And the other thing was is it was a slowly run race for Artorias. Mm. I think he needs the pace on, like the Blue Diamond. Mm. He's going to get that in the Golden Rose. He will. And what do you know, mate? He has his nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, we learned that lesson last year, didn't we? That's a year ago. That was Jake Milne. Jake Milne. Who had one of the worst – Performances giving out tips of all time <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. But we'll have to get him back on because he needs redemption because he deserves that. Oh, he definitely does. Uh, but because we were all over Rothfire like a, like a rash. Yeah. He's like, we're like, mate, who are you on? Oh, like Kirk. Why is that? Still has his nuts. <laughs> in the last 10 winners. Yeah. All have their nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a size. It's a size sire producing race. Yeah, one filly since two thousand three, I believe. Yeah, I put that out on a post yeah. or whatever. To be fair to Rothfire, though, did get an injury in the race. He did, but anyway, he did. Now he's in the Everest. He is redemption. Speaking of redemption, if you want a, your chance at redemption this week, punters in the tipping comp, we forget this every week. <laughs> tipping comp, Labrokes. Um, uh, the punters have spoken. I'm making an executive decision now. Uh, it will be at Rose Hill. Okay. Not Sandown. Fair enough. First time we've been playing at Rose Hill for a long time, so fair enough. Yeah. I feel like the 10 races at Sydney, everyone wants to have a go. Uh, I will say I'm at a wedding this weekend on Saturday, so the winner might not be announced till Sunday, but get your, your you'll see it on socials. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Thanks for listening. T.Y. See ya. Hooray.